In isolation and desperation, one can truly find a truer self, freer from the shackles of the superego when one is no longer having actions contend with an unrealistic ideal self created to satisfy the society in which one exists. Can one have a chance to find balance further? In isolation, you lack the crueler temptations beset upon you by the company you keep, be they the target or the audience. Without either, you are free from the temptations of the id and its crueler based instincts, be they, be they hate, envy, lust, boredom, or bad habit. It seems in our modern society that abnormality is a subculture that there is a aspect of our culture that seeks to be unique. And as much as I am for originality, this subsection of society is, they strive to be unlike one another in extremes that only will lead to disaster, I feel. When people want to be normal, they want to fit in with their own little space that is a puzzle of society. But when we strive, work the hardest we can to not fit into the niche that leads to the puzzle, we just become pieces trying to get as far away from one another as possible. That is no society. And with it, there can truly be no shared culture, no strange individuals. Because it would just be everyone in a competition to be stranger than everyone else, which no one can ever win. we die, all we are is what others think about us from then on. It's our legacy. To be immortal is to never exist as others think of us then. Or are we always what others think of us, no matter how contrary our minds are? Are we our actions or our thoughts? If we are our actions, then we are what others think of us at all times, even in life. But if we are not defined by what others think of us and only defined by what we think of ourselves. And we are solely our thoughts. Then are we not damned by every sinful temptation that has ever crossed our meager minds? One of imbalance can find themselves either only drowning in a resource or dying of drought. No in-between, a cycle of extremes, cycles of over-socially burdened and then cripply alone. These are the two stages of a cycle that repeats, and that's all this unstable person's life will be. And the worst part is it's self-inflicted, accidentally, but still self-inflicted. In one case, it could be of arrogant pride creating these ditches in the sides of the roads of life, Ditches in which one may lay in pain for some time, confusion, loneliness. Like a drunk who had escaped the town he resides in during his personal blackout. That predicament is of no fault but their own. However, it doesn't help me find how I got there or how to get back.
in the search to obtain happiness, in the effort of trying to uplift yourself, to make yourself whole again, there will be those who drag you down. These people will be the ones who you cared for or cared for you in days before you decided to begin the journey out of isolation, out of depression. To live life after living like the dead is to be reborn, to live a new life free of the pains of the past. These people drag you down. The ones that controlled you in your time of weakness, they cannot be tolerated. They are killing your growth as a functioning human being. They're just killing your happiness in that moment. Because for people like us, that moment might be the happiness we will get. A push to live life happy. They killed your efforts to be a better human. And for these reasons, they must be ignored. Their opinions trashed. Their words should fall upon your deaf ears as you climb out of the hole you've lived in for so long. The world sucks. When you get kicked down on the ground, it only hits harder from then on. If you disagree, you get ganged up on. If you die, you're laughed at and forgotten. This world will give you nothing. You have to take it while getting hit from all sides, but the human species is just as tough, for better or for worse. No matter how hard the world is, humans can be twice as rough. When shame, pain, and regret come, humans have a nasty habit of being able to ignore it, taking the hits on the ground, laughing at it in its face, and fighting it head on. Our ability to keep going, to tough out the pain, that is our humanity. It's human to grit your teeth and push through. It's tough to be human. Millions plus hundreds and thousands of years have brought us here. Evolutionary success over the course of millions of years has developed us as a species. That's a standard everyone must live up to. It's too much for some people to take. We are an adaptive species, a unique one, capable of living on our own as a lone apex predator, but can also cooperate as a pack, dangerous, alone, unstoppable together. That is humanity. You can't be human by living just on your own, just as you can't be human by solely surviving off of the group. Over the years, we've had to prove we can do both. We're the best in the world. We might hate each other over petty disagreements or disastrous actions, but no matter how you slice it, we're still the best this planet has to offer. We are the most sophisticated, cooperative, intelligent, and innovative species. We need to act like it. There's no more time for self-doubt, no more time to ask what's the point if nothing matters, because here's the answer. Nothing does matter, inherently. But that doesn't mean you can't choose what matters. You are what can choose that it matters. Because what matters is relative. But that really just means it's entirely yours to control. So one must start controlling it instead of being controlled by it. We play our parts in a cycle repeated over the course of generations. Again and again we repeat everything we do someone has done before us. Every action, every event can be simplified where it has an exact duplicate of another's actions from the past. As it will be the exact actions of another in the future. There are times when we will fail to live up to our own image of ourselves. It's only human. 
but to regard that we do fail, admitting in those faults, and that we can ascend as better people by fixing what we can and not ignoring when we have failed, so that we may remember our failures when judging others. That is what it is meant by learning from your mistakes. I've come to a theory as to why we die. It is for the youth to come into their own to control the supply distribution. If we never died of old age, imagine how much more food and space we would need. Plagues would wipe us out endlessly if we lived in cramped spaces such as those. The dead leave spots open for the living. This almost seems to be the meaning of life, almost evolutionary in how effective it is. If no one died, we would never have a fo enough food, space, or drink. The young would never have much reason to grow up in maturity, for their parents would always have higher standards of how they should act as they themselves acted higher and more aware and wise. Parents would be able to take care of you forever. You'd never become anything more than a child, creating more children. When death is present from old age, it is always chasing your parents, so you must rush to find some place out of your parents' home, just as they rushed out of their parents' home to get a job and a place of living that stability can be ensured. There is no stability when your means of survival can die soon. This carries only so far, for there are those that inherit stability from their parents, never growing into their own, in effect, forever remaining children. It is the people that inherit their parents' wealth that never shall truly know what it is to be mature. And that is weakness, and that surrounds us all. 